everyone, welcome to episode two of the Be Heard podcast. Now, today I'm going to be talking about a kind of misunderstood topic, but it's so real um, and is often misunderstood as a mental health problem or a physical health problem, especially when you're undiagnosed or newly diagnosed or not even sure or completely unaware you're autistic. Been there, done that. And that's autistic burnout. Now, autistic burnout is a lot because I look at the symptoms and think, yeah, I've had this more than once. So I think I first need to go off and by explaining what is an autistic meltdown because that's really important. An autistic burnout is a syndrome conceptualised and, and resulted from chronic life stress, a mismatch of expectations and abilities with the, without adequate support. It is characterised as persistent long-term exhaustion for over three months with a loss of executive function or function overall and reduced tolerance to stimuli and sensory input. I'm sorry, I just get, yeah, that's been me. That's been me for like a long time. And it can be often misunderstood as being a depressive state or a low mood state, or I'm just run down, I'm just under the weather. And it, it drags and it drags and it drags and to the point you just can't take it anymore. And you get so tired and so low and so, you can literally, I remember when I've been in one before and I've just been sat looking at a wall for like four hours. Just I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was so tired and everything hurt because every stimuli was just too much. And I kind of notice now when I'm about to get in the stakes, I'm like, yeah, I'm not tolerating the lights in here today or I'm not tolerating noise today. That's why one of the main things I swear by are noise cancelling headphones. They're a godsend. They truly are. So why does it happen? And they get it, it's a not nice thing, so why would someone deliberately let it happen? And that is a misunderstanding because, quite frankly, it's living in a world that's not set up for neurodiverse people. Not in the slightest. We, as autistic women especially, and more of a high-functioning autism labelled, I don't really like it, but people that you can walk down the street and you go, oh, you're not autistic. We have mastered and evolved this skill called masking, and I will do a whole episode on that. But it's where you put a front up and it's your whole persona of what's going on in your life. And you put up this front and learn how to handle everything from what you see going around you. And it's exhausting. Imagine putting on a front that you aren't who you think you are constantly, 24-7. It's draining. And that's quite what quite a lot of autistic people do. I've done it before. No shame. I'm just more aware of it now unreachable expectations lots of autistic people set themselves expectations that they can't meet whether that's because there isn't enough hours in the day or they don't und we struggle to we want to prove ourselves so much we just keep going and then it gets even more exhausting and it feeds it's like a spiral really it really is Big life changes and changes in routine can feed into this as well. But then you go on to the fact that you quite often gaslit or dismiss when you try and seek help for it because it's, 
oh it's just your autism oh you're just tired oh you're just depressed oh you're just this and there's no just depressed there's no just this there's no just autism <laughs> it's a whole way of living that your brain works differently and it's different and it's hard and as much as i enjoy the fact that i'm different it can be draining at times and it leads to burnout and that's how quite a lot of people get diagnosed is they hit this wall they're like and they go to get mental health support and like you do realize you're autistic don't you and then the whole world kind of crumbles and then they have to rebuild again and it's kind of like that with a burnout it's it's so it's physically draining not just like psychologically it's a physical effect on you and then another further cause of an autistic burnout is poor boundary setting um that's struggling to turn off from work and or if you're self-employed then you don't turn off and that's unhealthy too and all these things that we have to kind of manage and it's when they all get on top of each other and these little things are all like little and little and little and little and they build and they build and they build and then you lose executive function your memory gets worse and you just explode meltdowns to burnout to shut down to screaming fit it you just it's just a accumulation of stress that you don't know how to handle and it's it and it does cause depression i would be lying if i said it didn't but it's understanding what it is and that it's who you are not that there's something wrong with you you just I like to think of it as a burnout or a mental challenging episode or whatever is come to teach me something that I have not been listening to for a really long time. So let's get on to that. Reducing it, managing it, preventing it. Because that's the goal, isn't it? We don't want to be in this state. We want to be productive for as long as possible without being exhausted all the time. I am exhausted all the time. I've just admitted that it's me now. We need to accept who we are and accept support when it's offered. I know it's easier said than done. I get it. I know. I've I've lived it. There's nothing you can say that I won't have heard before. You need to accept who you are. Whether you go to therapy to do that or you just decide one day, do you know what? I am who I am and I don't care what anyone's going to say about it. Fine by me. I've done both. <laughs> so you need to be aware of your challenges and who you are as much as that is easier said than done. Increased emotional intelligence. Now, I'm a big advocate for emotional intelligence. EQ, I think it is under the scale. Anyway, you need to learn your emotions and learn your feelings and sit with them, even though that is so painful sometimes and learn to grapple with what it is and understand when you're feeling X, Y, and Z, you need to take a break. Or if you've got a partner or a parent or a loved one who carer or anyone that can meet you with this and say, look, you're showing X signs. When you've been like this before, you've led to a meltdown or led to shutdown or led to accumulated to burnout. It is worth asking them to say, hey, if I'm exploiting this condition, if I haven't noticed, will you just say to me, hey, look, you need to take a break? Because you might not notice at first and it is a skill you develop. Um, it's something I've had to learn through therapy, through self-care, through reflection, through growing up. But it is hard. 
And especially if you're newly diagnosed and you're in this state, it can mean a lot of reflection, which can be painful at times, but it is kind of what's needed. You need to understand your burnout, what's caused it, what led to it, how can I make it better for next time? How can I stop this from happening again? And I'm not saying you'll never have another autistic burnout. What I'm saying is let's try and prevent them. Let's try and understand the warning signs. Let's try and be aware. Okay, it's all getting a bit much now. I need to take a break. Reduced workload. When you've set that trigger off, you're like, okay, I know. What can you do to backtrackle? Backtrackle? Back, backpedal a little bit. Special interest. I know you've got one. I know most people will have one. In fact, even neurotypicals have special interests. Mine just happens to be my business degree in assistance dogs and animal behaviour. That's mine. And there are things that I go into as pleasure. There are things that I can go to and know, like, I understand this. It's fine. Get outside if you're that kind of person. Play on your games. Do whatever brings you back down. For the next week or so, if it's getting that bad, reduce any expectation on yourself to the minimum that you've got to get done that day. And I mean the minimum. Like, I'm on Christmas break at the moment. Well, technically, I start next week. But I had to admit that I was exhausted. And I was on the brink of a burnout. I, I was. I was not well. I was not well physically. I'd had a cold. I was physically run down, which wasn't helping. Um, hormone stuff. And I just didn't feel well. And I was on the brink of a burnout as well. And it was just a spiral that was just getting a little too close to comfort. And I think I slept for the first, like, two weeks that I was off for, like, nine or ten hours a night, if not minimum. And that's because I needed it and I hadn't listened to the warning signs. So be aware of you, yourself and your surroundings. And I tend to notice things that go, like, I don't have a very good short-term memory. I'll admit it. I, give me three things to do. Lucky if you get the first two done. After that, no chance unless you sent it me on the list or wrote it down. Or reminded me. <clears throat> so yeah, the for me, I notice my executive function starts to dip. I forget things. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm either being really overproductive or really not productive at all. It's all about learning yourself. And I know it sounds cringy and I know it sounds horrible. It's like, oh, I don't want to learn myself. Oh, I don't want to learn my emotional state. Being in a burnout is the sign for you to say, look, I need to take a look at myself right now because I'm not coping. Whether that's, I'm not coping because X, Y, and Z is going on in the family life or Alpha and Beta are going on at work. You need to talk to someone. You need to kind of unbox it and let the, all the emotion out of it and then reprocess it again. Emotional intelligence helps with autistic burnout more than you can believe. But, so we've talked about what it is, why it happens, how to prevent it. But what do you do when you've got, you're in one? You're sat in this, I compared mine once to sitting at a pool of, a, pool of bottomless emotion, not knowing where the ladder was to climb out and not knowing where to start. And I remember sitting there and I felt so hopeless and it does lead to depression and then it's like a never ending cycle. And I remember... I was there and I was so tired. Like, showering and getting back into bed in clean pyjamas was exhausting. 
or eating was exhausting or watching TV and I would fall asleep. So what do you do when you're in that state? How do you recover? Well, that depends on each and every single person. There's a few things, and I know I hate it, the cringiness, self-care. But the adage, you can't pour from an empty cup. No, you can't. But you're in a burnout state. You are empty. You, there's nothing left for you to give to yourself or to anyone else. You need to take the time for yourself. I know it's horrible and you may have family and it may not be as easy as this. But in order for you to care for your family or your friends or to be a good person to that per people that need you, you need to look after yourself. Whether that should go to therapy, which is hard, I know I've done it. Or you go to a retreat on your own for a few days. An autistic meltdown can last for over three months. But you can learn to cope with it. I know when I'm in the mix about to get one or have been in one, I can't do anything. <laughs> I am useless. And that's when I learned that I can't. I, I can't carry on pushing because I just don't have the energy. And then you're at the point where you have to do these things whether you like it or not. So when you start to feel that you're in a bit of a burnout, you're feeling off, you're you're sore, you're tired, you're not sleeping, your executive function's poor, or poorer than normal, as it may be for some of us, that you, you are who you are, and that is okay, and you need to take time to breathe and recover. Talk to the people around you, say, look, I'm really struggling. They may not fully understand what an autistic burnout is, you can point them to this video if you like, but you can explain, it's kind of like a depressive state, or an overwhelmed state, or... You can word it in a way that the people around you who understand autism and you'll know to what level they understand it. And to be fair, I don't think we all fully understand it. We'll get to a point and we'll just go, I need help. And that is the first thing you need to do. And I know it's the hardest is to reach out and say, I need help. I am struggling. And then things will fall into place around you. I know you may not have a loved one that cares about you as much as perhaps I do or somebody else. And that's why self-care and emotional intelligence is critically important, especially when trying to look at the long term and you get out of a burnout and you're like, yes, I'm back to normal or I'm nearly there. And you kind of go health leather again and you forget to set the boundaries. And that's why I'm saying I feel like a burnout is sent to teach me a lesson of things I've not learned. Or not been paying attention to. So that's my like big thing. Is that if you're kind of recovering from a burnout. And you're like yes I feel human. Let's go for it. Learn the lessons. What made you go too far? Let's work out a way to make it manageable for you. Because that is what you're looking at doing here. Learn emotional intelligence. Learn self-care. And learn to self-regulate. Is easier said than done. But you know what? It's not a, I know, I read it, I know what I'm doing. People screw up. We forget, we get busy, we have a life, we, we've got uni assignments and then family stuff and then we've got friends and then we've got social lives and we've got blah, 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 a million other things going on. We forget and that's okay. But then just remind yourself every now and again, it's like, 
you okay? And I have certain triggers that make me think of this. Um, when I take my asthma meds at night, I'm like, right, that's me checking in with my lungs. How am I doing? And I kind of scan my body and I'm like, this shoulder's kind of sore and that means I've been holding tense um, from an injury that I had. And if I hold tense, it gets worse. And I don't really like to call it mindfulness because I'm like, I'm normally doing other things, but I'm just noting. It does get easier, I promise. It may be overwhelming and right now you may not see a way out but there will it will pass it may take a bit of time but that's okay and if you ever want to talk as an autistic person to autistic person who understands where you're going through you will find my links to facebook and stuff in the in the um bio um i'm more than happy to share the i've been there i've got the t-shirt card and i hope you all have a good week or a good fortnight, because I'm trying to do these twice a month. And again, me being realistic. And I shall speak to you guys soon. So I hope you have a good few days. Bye.